this morning before going to a beautiful text found in the gospel according to Matthew chapter 11, before going to the scriptures, I want to put these scriptures in the context of what's going on and what Jesus has been dealing with and what, what's been happening that leads him to proclaim the beautiful scriptures we want to delve into this morning. Starting in the beginning of chapter 11, we have an account from John the Baptist that now founds himself in prison, Herod's prison. He doesn't know it yet, but he's never going to make it out of that prison alive. You know, it's interesting when you think about John the Baptist. We all know from the gospel that John the Baptist is the forerunner to Jesus. Everybody knows that. It's amazing when you think about it. Is, is it not amazing when Jesus came walking along the Sea of Galilee <clears throat> when John was baptizing? It was John that pointed Jesus out and said, Look, look, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. But even way back before that, think back to even when Mary was pregnant with Jesus. She went to visit her aunt, Elizabeth. And Elizabeth was pregnant in her own age. In the moment that Mary spoke to Elizabeth, the baby in Elizabeth's wound, according to scriptures, jumped for joy. It's amazing when you think about it. John the Baptist, as we refer to him, always knew who Jesus was and what the role that Jesus had come to fulfill. But on top of that, think about it. Their family, their cousins, Jesus' mother is the niece of Elizabeth. But yet, under the weight and the burdens of the world, under the oppression of being in prison, John sends word to Jesus and asks, are you the one to come or should we wait for another? You see, burdens and oppression will cause us to question what we know to be true even in our hearts. The very next set of scriptures, Jesus says, Woe to you, these cities. One's a Gentile city, one's a Jewish city. Neither of these two cities would repent after hearing a call to repentance. So you can see that what Jesus has been dealing with is difficult circumstances. Not only are these cities that have seen miraculous miracles Christ perform, doubting and not repenting, but even his own beloved cousin is having doubts under the burdens of the world. But you know the amazing encouragement of Jesus Christ even to John? He says, take back this report. You go and tell John that the oppressed are being set free, that the blind see, that the lame walk. Jesus is and was fulfilling the role he was sent to fulfill reconciling the world back unto himself. That brings us to the scripture for today. According to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, beginning with verse 25, let us hear the word of God. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent. 
and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then Jesus makes this beautiful plea. Concentrate on these verses, if you will. Jesus says, come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. I don't know about you, but I love these verses. I love these verses because once again, Jesus is calling to every individual that hears these verses and discerns these verses as a personal message, but also to a message to a nation, a message to a world. The interesting thing, in Jewish tradition, the yoke was always seen as knowledge. The yoke represents being under the teaching or the influence of the Torah and the tradition of the day. So to be under the yoke of Jesus means that we are learning. How interesting it is that we will claim to be disciples, but far too often forget that disciple means student or one who studies in a practice. How much time do we devote to learning our faith, to growing in knowledge of our faith? So on one level, the yoke represents knowledge, learning, and discipline. On a much more common note, a yoke represents the binding together of two. The binding together of two. And it's not just that we're bound with somebody else, some random person whom we don't know, some random person we know nothing about. We are being bound to the Lord and Creator of all that is, all that was, and all that ever will be. I don't know about you, but that's good news to me, folks. You see, the yoke is always for the benefit of the weaker animal. When we are weak, Jesus can be our strength. When we are vulnerable, Jesus can be our protection. When we are exposed, He is our shelter. See, to be bound with Jesus means to be under His teaching, but also under His grace, under His mercy. To be united with Christ means we're not just united one hour a week on Sunday mornings, but that we submit our will to His will. We submit our shortcomings, ask for forgiveness. And by God's grace, they are wiped away 
and we are set once more on his path. By binding ourselves and allowing ourselves to be yoked with Jesus Christ, we can overcome the circumstances of today. I'm telling you folks, I was spending time this week at Duke with, with the Laramores, and I, I saw how they have been yoked to Jesus and how Jesus is providing for them right now. How Jesus is offering His love, His mercy, His eternal hope right now. I have witnessed His hand often disguised in your flesh as you have gone up there and hugged and loved on them and prayed for them as you came to the altar this week to lift up prayers for them as even this morning as we bind our hearts as one and pray. But I've seen it not only at Duke, but I've seen it in this community, in this church. I have seen the hand of Jesus at work through you. Through you. And it's a beautiful thing. Come to me, all ye who are weary. Is there anybody weary here this morning? Anybody weary? I'm a little weary this morning. I'll be honest with you. Come to me, all those that carry heavy burdens. Anybody here with a heavy burden? Anybody got a burden on their back this morning that they're just praying, praying and lifting up to God and praying for relief? I know I do. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Don't you love that word? Rest. Jesus goes on. That word is repeated once again, remember? Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my burden is easy. My yoke is light, and I will give you rest for your souls. Twice in this Scripture, twice in this Scripture, it says rest. I will give you rest. I will give you rest for your souls. Understand me, folks, when I say to you that if your soul needs rest, if you need to lighten your load, to get rid of some burdens, take the yoke of Jesus Christ upon you because according to this holy and beautiful text, He is longing to be united with each and every one of us in such a way that we are forever altered. We are forever changed. We go from being creatures, right, that God created to being children of the Most High God. We go from being people that wander in the darkness into becoming children of the light. You see, the amazing thing is, when we submit ourselves to be yoked to Jesus Christ, according to the Word of God, we are forever changed. No longer to live life on our own terms and for our own sakes, but to the love and service of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So I repeat Jesus' words one more time. 
before we turn to our liturgy and celebrate the Eucharist. One more time, hear the words of Jesus, our Savior. Come to me, all who are weary, all who carry heavy burdens. Come to me. Take my yoke upon you. For my burden is easy. My yoke is light. And you will receive rest for your souls. Amen.